What's going on, beautiful people, and welcome to episode nine of the Vegan as Fuck podcast. This podcast is a third eye media production sponsored by Rise Kombucha and Vegan Nation. I'm your host, Donnie. Today, we have a very special guest in the house, owner and founder of one of my favorite vegan restaurants in the city, Lola Rosa. Eric, welcome to the show, brother. Well, well, thanks for having me, buddy. It's been a pleasure. It's been a while since we said we'd do this. Exactly. So I'm happy I'm here finally. I think we reached out to you like in the early stages and saying we wanted you to be one of our first yes. guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure uh, things have been busy for, for both things sides. Has been, thing, well, things have been, yeah, quite a hectic for most restaurants in Montreal. Yes. And uh, Laurel Zad doesn't like, unfortunately, make the exception. So 100%. We're keeping busy, but we're uh, staying optimistic as well. That's, so that's all that matters. And uh, yeah, we're lucky to, I um, feel lucky to have you and like be able to promote my restaurant, veganism, and make it a little different. So I'm happy to be here. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So I think before we get into talking about Lola Rosa, yep. and of course, which is an amazing restaurant, that's yep. one of the first vegan restaurants, I believe, in Montreal. It's been around it for is, quite actually. some time. We'll talk about this. We'll yeah, talk yeah, about that. that. Yeah. But I definitely want the listeners, the viewers, to learn a little bit more about your personal journey yeah. how you uh, kind of like found vegan lifestyle and the whole mindset of it and, and kind of where it all started for me. So take us back right right from the beginning. Okay. Well, Anything that has to do with it, let us know when it started. Yeah, well, vegan lifestyle came through La Rosa. It took a while. Yeah. Uh, I was just telling you, you know my story a little bit, my personal story. So we're originally uh, two business partners yeah. that started it 16 years ago. It was 16 years on November 1st. Okay. okay? Uh, I'm still partner with he's still partners with me, and then we have another partner that yeah. was added to the uh, to the team uh, a year and a half, two years ago, which is our chef. Okay. okay? Yeah. Um, how it happened was that Pascal and I, who's my uh, business partner, the original one, the OG. Yeah. We used to live together in a small five and a half with another friend of ours, on Dorian and Rachel. Anyways. Okay. So he would go to a bakery every day, and this owner told him one day. I don't know if you're interested, but there's one of my friends selling her restaurants on Milton Street. So we went to have a look. It was already vegetarian back then. Okay. It was already called La Rosa back then. Oh. So we didn't found La Rosa okay. or even came up with the name. That was something was done by someone before us. It was uh, a, a woman with a personality like bigger than life. I mean, okay. her name was Camille. She was, uh, was she vegetarian or vegan herself? I don't know, I don't think so. Okay. And she had named a restaurant after her stepmom or mother-in-law. Okay. And so when we went to visit the place, she, she asked us, she was like, the only thing I ask of you guys is if you keep the name. Keep the name. So Lola we Rosa. kept the name. That's beautiful. Because, yeah. So that, that was the first thing. And then were we were going to keep it vegetarian or not, we weren't sure. Yeah. I was, dude. At that I point. Was, uh, so at this point, you were 16 not. 16 years ago. 16 years. So you were so not a vegetarian year, at all. 27 years old. Yeah. I had meats at literally breakfast, lunch, and dinner. To the point where, and this is where I don't know if I should be saying that on camera, but I will anyway. The first two years, I would say, uh, I wouldn't even eat the food from the restaurants. Wow. I would go to McDonald's, I would go to Subway, I would go to the Greek, I would go to the uh, Lebanese place, and I would bring in some shawarma, some cheeseburgers, whatever, and yeah. I would that in my restaurants where customers were having like that's, vegetarian That's foods. crazy. So I that's know. that's kind of, I guess at that point, you didn't view vegetarian food as something that was appetizing to you. Dude. You kind of like totally no. looked down upon it. But this was just, but you did have an interest in, in having a, a vegetarian restaurant. Because, I was. Because you were just buying over an existing business. Exactly. So at this point, it was just a transition of ownership. And that's that's kind of what exactly. where you were at. Okay, and, and then you realize that after two years of working hard, yeah. uh, I was 27 years old back then. So yeah. I was still like student age. So I was still like McGill, Ghetto. 
like 27 year old running a restaurant. I was still living a student life and yeah. everything. So long story made short, after two years of not making any money, working 78 hours a week, and not believing in what we're serving, mm -hmm. my business partner and I had a very serious talk going, what are we doing? Are yeah. we, do we keep going? Yeah. Do we sell the business? At yeah. a loss probably, because okay. no one's gonna want to, because we had lost a lot of the sales from the previous owner, who was the reason why Laurel's was so successful. Her uh, personality okay. would draw, like literally crawl to the restaurant. She had a relationship with the current Exactly, so when we, when we took over, we lost half the clientele. Okay, but you kept her menu. We kept the menu. You kept the menu. We kept, kept the, the menu. Staff, I think. I guess it was just like a. a, a it was more basic, but it yeah. was yeah. We kept. I would say that nowadays the thing that's still on the menu that we served back then were the quesadilla that we changed a lot, mm -hmm. the nachos, and the chili that we changed a lot too. Okay. Everything else we kind of like, yeah. and the Tunisian ragu as well. Okay. Everything else is our own recipes. Yeah. Um, and so. Don't believe in vegetarianism. Don't believe in the foods. Don't even like the food I serve. Okay. Okay. Did you try eating a little, a little I bit? I did, I did. And it just wasn't, wasn't your, your thing? That wasn't my thing. Yeah. And then so one day, I remember we were in conversation with Pascal. And we went to that sushi place to discuss our future. Mm -hmm. And we go, what the fuck are we doing? You know, like, and we said to ourselves, we need to find something that really motivates us to go to work besides making money or yeah. besides just like, you know? Yeah. And uh, we realized back then that uh, the meat that we were eating was not ethical mm -hmm. and was not good quality. So I said, you know what, we have to reduce our consumption of meat. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can do it is by appreciating the food that we served in our restaurants. Yes. And that was our first mission, yes. was to really like reduce our consumption of meat okay. to be able to, when we eat it, eat, eat the ethical one. And we'll go back to the ethical yeah, one yeah, now yeah, because yeah. obviously it's... It's, yeah. uh, it's all the same. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. but I didn't know at that back time. Then, no, no, a lot sixteen of people, years ago. Yeah. you know, and that's what uh, actually to just to touch upon that. That's what a lot of the people who are kind of still brainwashed yep. to this yep. day they still think, like when they yep. talk to vegans, they're like, "Well, what about the ethical meats on yeah. the small?" That's it's, the first thing they say. Like people still think that the ethical, what yep. quote unquote ethical, which there isn't one. Yeah, still people still believe there is some version of of animal agriculture that's yep. humane and ethical, and they think that's the one that's okay to eat. Yeah, well, yep. obviously we'll we'll get back to we'll that. We'll get back we to know that that's later. Complete, uh, and Parts. so, and so, no, so we reworked the menu, we hired a new chef, and we made sure that everything we serve, I would love to eat it myself, that Pascal would love to eat it himself, and yeah. this is how it started. Okay. Uh, fast forward, uh, literally, by well, fast forward 14 years later, five, 14 years later, yeah. where I realized that throughout all those years that now you're getting more and more, the, the thing is this, is that once I realized that the meat had a was not raised and was not raised but was produced mm -hmm. okay we're not talking about raising meats this is not true we're not yeah. we don't raise cows mm -hmm. we produce meat those are yeah. two different concepts to me that i think people should know about yeah and the impact on environment that was my number our number one fight was like we can literally contribute to f like climate change to fighting climate change by something as simple as what we put on our plates every single fucking day. 100%. You know? 100%. So this is, and this is still to this day, our fight is to make people understand that whatever they put in our plates will have an impact on the environment. Yes. Why we took so long to be, to turn, I call Rosa plant-based because again, our number one mission is the environment. And some of the people involved directly with Rosa are not vegan themselves. Yeah. And so, and, I, and we never hit it. Like, yeah. I mean, Pascal never said he was vegan. Yeah. My other business partner never said he was vegan. Yeah. Um, so that's why 
I feel bad sometimes saying we're vegan, we're not vegan, we're plant-based. Yeah. I am am yeah. I vegan myself personally? Vegan. Yes, yeah. I am. And you're kind of the face. Well, yeah, well, yeah, to a certain extent. A I mean, little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that you put your face out there so much, but... I hate doing this, but yeah. I do it because... Like, <laughs> now I, I put you, you on camera today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And actually, the move, the big move happened to me. Uh, I wouldn't be able to put a date on it. I hadn't eaten any animal, like, uh, produce yeah. for much longer before that. Yeah. But it was two years ago, in April, two years ago, when okay. I was in France, that okay. I decided I had spent my entire vacation not touching any animal products. It's amazing. I was like, if I can go back to my own family and have them accept the fact that, you know, wow. why would I even go? And, and this is how I started now getting more and more into the animal ethics about like, yes, of, yes. of the cause for animals too. Okay. But this is something that took me 14 years to get there. That's, that's you know, a, a, it's a I, crazy not, story. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy yeah. long journey. It's a long that, journey. That you had a, a, a vegetarian, vegan restaurant yeah. for so many years and the connection still took quite a while but it did but it did hit you eventually and it came for and it came from an environmental standpoint yeah which is interesting also yeah. because i find with so many vegans and you talk to them about how their journey started some people will say health some yeah. people will say the environment some yeah. people will say the animals yeah it's so many different reasons that people find this yeah this lifestyle and this mindset yeah but i think in the end eventually we start learning about all of them yeah. And then we, we kind of resonate with all. A hundred percent. That's that, but that's amazing. So it's about two years now yeah. that you have started your yeah. personal, my personal stuff. vegan journey. That's great. So I will still, I still own leather, yeah. uh, that I still wear. I think this is one, sorry, but yeah. this is one of them. I'm not going to change it for now. This is a, you a own some old, some for, old uh, leather. So all those stuff. things, the fur, I had a funny story again. So yeah. the first year we did the vegan fest, yeah. uh, festival in Montreal. Yeah. Laurel's had a booth there, yeah. and I walk in dude, with my pajar jacket and fur oh. all around it. You, wait, hold on, hold on. You walked into a vegan festival as with... Laurel's owner yeah. with fucking fur on, oh my, my, on my thing. How many years ago is this now? That was, I was the first year of vegan fest, so it was well, probably six years ago. Six years ago. Six okay. years, I would say yeah. six years ago, seven yeah. years ago. And you know. had no clue when you bought that jacket that... No, so it was died no, no, for that. It was for my trim. sister who bought it for me. Yeah, someone uh, bought it for you. Yeah, exactly. someone bought it for me. Yeah. I honestly believe that it was no real fur on it. You didn't even, I didn't think even it was like, real. I didn't even <laughs> like I was like, who who would put real fur on a on a pajar jacket? On a trim. You know? Yeah, on a hood trim. It didn't seem to me like very logical. Yeah. Till a, uh, an employee of mine, as I'm walking in, goes like, Oh, there's a big no no here. I was like, What? It's like your fur. I was like, What do you mean my fur? Like yeah, this is real fur. Mm. It's like no, this is not real fur. <laughs> like and I and I I'm looking at her and it's all real fur. Yeah. Then an older lady, so I'm walking around, so my jacket is behind the booth, and a older lady comes up to me, and she goes, "Oh, I love your restaurant. I love it so much. Yeah, and I would love it even more if you get rid of your fur." Wow. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I and love she that. goes like, "Yeah, the fur in your collar, your trim is actually a real fur." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Yeah. And she, all she had to do with me, was say, "You know, the suffering behind your fur." Yeah. It didn't take me a, a minute. To yeah. zip it off yeah. and never wear it again. 100%. Okay? When she make that connection... She made it... She, she used the right tone and the right approach with me. Yeah. I'm a very... Dude, I'm, and I can say that to the camera, I believe that every human being is selfish. Yeah. And I'm a real example of it. I'm a selfish person. Everything I do, I'll do it because it will be for my nephew or nieces. Yeah. And I'll do it because it serves a personal purpose. It and right now, yeah. the reason why I turned vegan, because I couldn't look at myself and say... 
now with all the options available, with all the alternatives available, yeah. and the fact that you don't have to sacrifice anything yeah. to eat the exact same quality of food, if sometimes even better, yes, definitely. Why better. would you go and fucking like be yeah. the cause of a, of a, suffering. Of a suffering or whatever? Yeah, yeah. This <clears> is <throat> the, but that took me 14 years to get there. It's okay. And uh, I, I wish I'd done it before. Yeah. But I don't regret not doing it before because it's my journey. That's right. I own it, and the decision came from me. It didn't yes. come from shaming. It didn't come from people making me feel about my diet. It came from like, look at those videos. I watched first the conspiracy. Conspiracy, yeah. That was the first one that really is like, I'm in the right business. I'm doing it for the right reasons, yeah, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. I, and then from Caspiracy, you have others. Yeah. I couldn't go through Earthlings. I watched five minutes of it. Yeah, that's, that's a hard and, one. And I didn't need to see more to know that I didn't want to be part of this that's, anymore. That's it. So, uh, that's it. So, but again, I do believe that how you build compassion, except there's two ways. We either start giving classes of empathy and compassion at school, yeah. which is very possible, which yeah. I think should be done anyways yeah. for animals or any other like any other like uh, beings. Like, you know? That's a great point. It is not taught ever. Never, never. Unless you're talking about like potentially uh, species are going extinct, you know, it, it's not really talked about. No, it's not talked about. You know, no. animal welfare and you know, nope. the situation that animals yep. are going through in the animal, animal agriculture industry, so sickening. Yep. The impact that it has on, on the environment, on the animals, on humanity. Yep. It's a human rights issue, it's an animal rights issue, it's an environmental issue, and it is so taboo to be spoken of yep. anywhere. Yep. Try bringing it up amongst a group of friends. Try bringing it up in the workplace. Try bringing it up in school. You're gonna have people jumping down your throats, telling you yep. you're a crazy vegan, you're an extremist. Yep. I know. Like, we, people who think like us, like people who, who look at people like us, they think that we're crazy. Yep, yep. Do I blame them? I don't think I do. I mean, you see so many things about how meat is important to nutrition for a kid, for a child. So yesterday I did a post, for example, because uh, there was a, an, ar uh, an article recently I'm about to share on, uh, on, uh, on Laura's platform mm -hmm. by Slate where they say it is possible to raise a kid vegan. Mm -hmm. But we, some, for some people, we're still there. I so many friends on Facebook, on my, on my entourage, that will tell me, I will still serve, uh, give my kid milk or meat because he needs it for nutrients. Mm -hmm. And you send them the sources, like, yeah. look at this. The information. How out there. many, how many studies are there to prove to you that like this is not true? You don't yeah, need. You this. don't need it. Yeah. But it takes again that thing that the other thing that really people. Uh, or have problems with is the fact that eating is a social activity. There's, you know, when you have the menstrual pyramid where you have these phys physical physical needs, like phys physio, yeah. you say that? Physiological. Physiological needs, yeah. which is food and shelter. Yeah. And you've been taught from your know, very own age that eating meat, drinking milk will make you strong. Yeah. Brainwashing. It's brainwashing, it's and it takes some time to, to deconstruct all those things. I do believe this. I do believe it's the it's 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 a, a non an ongoing fight, you know. And and the the thing that uh, Obama said recently in a um, he was invited by uh, LeBron James to this thing, you know, where they all sit down in a uh, hairdresser's chairs. I don't okay. know if you ever seen that I show. Seen that and he said something the best. He said, "You secure a win, you consolidate it." And then you go back at it. And yeah. I do believe that right now, this is my, the philosophy we have in La Rosa, is that perfection is the enemy of progress. Yeah. If someone tells me tomorrow, I took red meat off my plate, I see it as a win. Is it enough? A hundred percent no. Yeah. But it's going to be much easier now to convince you to take the 
other white meat of your plate than it is like, so I see this as a way, and I know that for the movement itself, it can be frustrating, but it's still like thousands of like, of corpses of like murders every single second. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. But if we can actually already like, Start to, start to decrease. Exactly. Yeah. I do believe that tomorrow a thousand people that will eat one less meal a day with meat yeah. is as good or better than 10 going vegan, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm for this because I know how what it took me. I do believe that once you take away this sacrifice feeling they could have by not eating meat, yeah. <clears throat> you, you'll develop your compassion. It'll be easier for you to really put their attention on the victim. Yeah, you know? I, think, I think if you are reducing consumption because you're becoming more conscious about it and you're becoming more aware of what's happening in these industries, yeah. then those baby steps are to me more acceptable because your journey is starting. Yes. You're starting to yes. have that new mindset. Yes. And that could easily lead to you living a vegan lifestyle for the rest of your life. Definitely. Should you go down the right path? Yeah. Should you keep educating yourself more? Should you yeah. be more open-minded? Yeah. You know, um, but for people who have zero intention of ever of ever changing their life, but like going vegan, but they're still trying to reduce it for personal consumption. To me, it has zero effect on anything because you're right. You're right. Because it's like the truth is, in all reality, we're seeing more vegan products available. We're yeah. seeing so many alternatives. Yeah. We're seeing so many new people joining the movement and who are becoming vegan. However, the numbers when it comes to animal products that are being produced and consumed are still rising. 100%, okay. 100%. So it's not, at the end of the day, it's not about people's consumption it is about a total change of how society views the yep. food system, how yep. society views animal agriculture, and how we start conforming to a more ethical, sustainable yeah. way of, of lifestyle. You know? And the day that people realize that whatever you do for the animals will come back to you positively for, your, for the human race, yeah. that when it's made this connection that is not your humans and the animals, it is first of all, we're animals ourselves. We're all animals. Yeah. And the fact that we have to share this because Earth doesn't need us. Like when, when I hear people saying, yeah. oh, let's, 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 let's take care of Earth, let's protect Earth, let's, Earth will be there in a million years. Earth will, will take be? care of itself. I don't think so, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really trying to make a connection that you do it for, Whatever you're doing, you're doing for yourself as well. You're doing for the human race. You're doing for your, for your grandchildren, for your children, for your That's nephews, right. my nieces. My main goal today, and the reason why, people are asking me all the time right now with everything going on, do you still have the passion for what you do? I don't know if it's passion anymore, to be honest with you. Like I, our, our passion with, with Pascal and Emmerich, my two business partners, has been tested last year. Yeah. Uh, like everyone else. Yeah, but the pandemic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe now it became a duty for me, for my two nephews and my two nieces. I have no kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm single. Have like, I have an amazing family. But ladies, my, he's single. <laughs> but my sister. Had to throw it out there. Yeah, thank you very much. In case we never know. Yeah. But my uh, my nephews and nieces didn't ask to be here. Uh, they didn't ask to, and they didn't ask to be born in probably one of the worst periods of our lives. You know, like over yeah. times. So, you know, like yeah. comes like to earth. Yeah. And knowing that the life I lived, they might have only 20 years left if we don't act right now. That's right. In the best of our possibility, the best capacity. Yeah. Will mean like a shit show for them in like 20 years, 30 years from now. Yeah. I mean, it's... And what uh, about future generations? You know, 
the next generation after the next generation, yeah. you know? Like yeah. If you have kids, you're gonna have grandkids and their yeah. kids. Everyone is being so selfish. Yeah. They're just living for themselves. They're living for the time being. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not researching, like to, to family, to, if you're a mother or a father and you're bringing home the groceries and you're ordering the food, you have a duty to learn about what's what's in that food, yeah. you know? And it's been proven now that animal products are direct yeah. causes of yeah. obesity, heart disease, cancer, diabetes. Yeah. We could talk about this for forever, forever. There's yeah. doctors advocating yeah. for this now. There's a lot of peer-reviewed studies that are showing how bad animal products are on people's health. Now imagine, as parents, you're responsible for your children's health and you are feeding them this in abundance. This is, this is crazy to me. I know. This is the know. one thing actually, so my journey started as a health journey. It yeah. wasn't about the environment. It wasn't about ethics towards been? animals. It's been about four years okay. that I started my plant-based journey. Okay. And I stumbled upon a documentary called What the Health? Okay. And yeah. it was literally talking about the links of animal product diet to disease. Yeah. And it also talked about these organizations like the Cancer Association, the Heart, Heart Disease Association, the Diabetes Association, and how they were manipulating people to continue to eat these products even when they were having these diseases because yeah. of their sponsors. Because, yeah. because of their sponsors. So I said, whoa, this is a war against humanity. Yeah. And I felt as a victim because I dealt with being overweight. I dealt with borderline obesity yeah. in my adult life because I was raised vegetarian and then only went onto animal products as a teenager. And then about 10 years into that, I was struggling with obesity. Yeah. So I, I could have been a victim. I could have died, yeah. for example, because I started eating it in abundance. I got addicted to it and I thought it was the norm. So to me, it was like it was a war against humanity from a health standpoint. And they wanted people sick because then they're channeling them to the hospitals and into the medical system and into all these drugs that they're giving people, which is a big business for them. So to me, it was just crazy that if you're in a position of responsibility for yourself and for your kids, yeah get educated, learn, yeah. Yeah. read information. I know. Like it's, know. it's it's time, you know? And that's why these podcasts are important because hopefully these clips can get Let's out there see. and get people thinking, you know? I do believe there's an individual responsibility, but yeah. I also wouldn't put everything on the individual itself. I would put it on corporations, I would put it on governments to also do the right things. To And we saw a huge shift recently, I don't know about you guys all know, that the, uh, the Guide Canadien uh, Alimentaire, Guide Alimentaire Canadien, yeah where milk and meat had their own section, now are like regrouped in the same section and represent yeah. only 15% maybe yeah. of what you're supposed to be eating. They took, they're still there. They took dairy completely off the they, Canadian or maybe, food. Or right? I thought they had combined it with meat. They took out oh, dairy. Took it off it's perfect. not even, even part better. of even the Canadian better. Uh, even better. Even food better. guide. Yeah. Even better. And, uh, and this is where the governments, corporations, you, you want to make this journey easier. You want to make this journey shorter and faster for everyone. Make decent vegan food available for everyone yeah you know yeah. Uh, at least plant-based because at the end of the day if it's plant-based and it's like just to create this sense that you don't need to have animal products in your body to feel satisfied to That's feel true. like this will fucking save the world like this this is where this is where i'm at right now that's what this we're, that's what what we're trying to do exactly. right you, you have know? a restaurant i yeah, have a food vlog yeah. and we're yeah. showing people, yeah. you want to eat burgers, you want to eat nachos, yeah. you want to yeah. eat pizza, you want to eat wings, you want yeah. to eat ice cream, desserts. There's, the vegan version is there. The, the plant-based version is there. There's not one thing right now, and I'm, 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 I'm follow, I follow personally a lot of non-vegan chefs on my uh, personal Instagram for inspiration to yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, there's one uh, restaurant in, uh, 
in Chicago called Lalinea from Grand Alshad, the famous chef, three, three Michelin stars. Mm -hmm. And more and more now, I see those vegan things on the menu. They're incorporating when, vegan. Exactly. Yeah. And they're actually learning from vegan chefs that have been working in their own kitchen for the past 10 years that develop such techniques that are not even known by the most famous chefs that the vegan revolution just started. That's right. And the way is going to go exponential in the next 10 years. I would assume that within the next 10 years, 30% of the food shelves in, in, in stores yeah will be vegan or plant-based. I, like yeah. I, yeah. like I like to call it the plant-based food revolution. Yeah. That's yeah. my term on it because veganism is a concept that's so still hard for so many people to grasp. But when you look at foods, so you look at plant-based foods, yeah. that's definitely changing. You look at products, yeah. you look at makeup, you look at shampoo, soaps, yeah. you're seeing that is starting to change. Yeah. The average person, even if they're not vegan, they look at zoos now, and they look at a, like these uh, sea worlds and all these places, yeah. and they can tell, whoa, those animals look sad. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to be there. Yeah. That's exploitation. Yeah. You know, so it's funny enough that there's a lot of people who are seeing why these animal agriculture industries are bad for so many reasons, animal exploitation is bad. So it is going, but the term vegan is still very taboo. It is very it's taboo. still very like, whoa, vegan's extreme. You I know? have an like, example for you. Yeah. So can I, we talk about Bumble and all this shit? You talk about yeah. anything you like, brother. <laughs> so I'm on Bumble and yesterday I'm talking Bumble's about- Bumble's a dating app, right? It's a dating app. I'm, I'm yeah. out of this world, eh? Okay. I'm just on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram it's like, you have 20,000 followers probably, so you're good. I have 200 followers on my Instagram, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I have to get yeah. other avenues. Anyways, um, yesterday I'm exchanging with that person and, uh, and she, she we, we started like saying, oh, you know, I'll cook for you, you know? Yeah. This is my move. Anyways, I'll cook for you. And then <laughs> she said, move. oh, by the way, I'm vegan. So I see this, I'm like, fuck yeah, you know? That's crazy. And then right underneath, before I'm about to send my, like, like fucking hard eyes, like, hard eyes whatever, yeah. she goes, just kidding. Wow. So, but just to see how even like, and this is why I said to her, oh, you know, I don't like the word vegan anyways. All I said to her was, I eat a 100% plant-based diet. Yeah. And I don't buy anything where animals were exploited. So, which, which is vegan, but without saying the word. I know, and she, but she said, oh, no, that's fine. You know, I'm interested in that lifestyle and yeah, everything. Yeah. I don't know if I had said I'm vegan, whatever it would have cost. So I'm yeah. not even using necessarily the word vegan. Not because I, I do believe there's a, there should be, it should be a shame. It's just that it's such a political social movement that some people are feel threatened by. Yeah. Because it's, again going against their own habits, they're going on like comforts. Exactly. I can't understand why, you know, they would be so close to opening themselves up to this. And I'm, again, I'm trying to be as, as not judgmental as possible. And, uh, and so I said, yeah, I, I eat plant-based foods. I don't eat anything from animals. Yeah. I guess it makes me kinder, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like that. But I don't try and uh, and uh, and when now people know I'm vegan. I mean, yeah. like my clothes entourage, my, yeah. my staff knows. But even my staff sometimes, like a conversation with my waitress says, she goes, "Oh, but then if one day I bring some like croissant or like whatever, you wouldn't eat it." If I'm it like, has some animal products yeah. in it, so like, not meat no, or something, but just no, like I will not. a byproduct. Yeah. I will not. Of course you not. Know? Yeah. And I was like, and I'll ask you not to bring it to the restaurant as well. You know? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but hold on a second. Let me get this straight. So you were talking to someone on the dating app. Yeah. And as a joke. She pretended to be vegan to, because is, is it an ongoing joke that if you're vegan, guys are going to run away? Is, is that what? So that yeah. must be what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she said it as a joke to see your reaction, not knowing that you were vegan. 
But in and the end, she's not vegan either. She was just like, trying to so scare you up. So I started her such face like this. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It started so well, you know? Yeah. And then, anyways, I... It, yeah. Like, I'm sure we're still talking. We'll see, like, it was okay. our first... Hopefully she's, she'll listen to this podcast. Exactly. And if she's listening, let her know that. And then when she yeah. comes over one day after we go for a coffee or a second or third date, she will have to eat my food. I don't know if it'll be good food. I will not bring restaurant or food from a restaurant, so I'll cook myself. You're going to cook? Cooking. You like cooking? Okay, good. I think I'm a decent cook. Yeah. You know? I'm from France. Like, yeah, you know, like, exactly. But no, I'm kidding. It yeah. doesn't make me a good cook. But yes, I love cooking. That's what yes. I can say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're straight. You're originally from France. So have you found a good vegan cheese that kind of because you know france is so big on their yeah on their cheese i've never been i've not seen yeah. this is the, my also why it was so easy for me yeah i was never a uh, a cheese fan oh, okay. uh, to start with okay. I, I was a meat guy okay, uh yeah. i i used to eat my meat like bloody like you yeah. know this is what i had it's like crazy in my, when you think about it yeah um so the one thing that I, I, I haven't found yet is a good vegan cheese. Yeah. Now, I heard that Boursin, which is a very typical French cheese, came yeah. out recently, and I've seen it all over like, the social media. Oh, they media. have their own uh, plant-based. Boursin, which is now 100% plant-based, so I oh, can't wait to try it. They yeah. changed their whole business? No, 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 no. They still have the, the dairy version, but they have the vegan version. So they made a vegan line. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I got you. Got you. Okay. Um, I'm noticing a lot of brands are doing that now, yeah, right? Yeah, like people, yeah. Companies who have like dairy products, they're now coming out with the plant-based to stay with the times. I like it. Dude. To offer an option. I well, like it's it. needed. I it's like part it. of the plant-based food revolution. Exactly. If we want, if we want to get to a accessible. vegan world. And you, again, you will not change the devil by, I hate, I'm sorry for the word devil, but like you will not change the devil just by telling the devil is bad. You have to, to kind of like work with the devil at work one point going like, yeah. let's, Let's do this together. This together, yeah. you know? You trick give me some bit. more options, yeah. give me some more plant-based. When you realize that your economic like yeah. thing makes more sense to be, go fully plant-based, yeah. or you know, then 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 at the end of the day, this is what we want. You know? So I I'm all up for I find it says so much, honestly. I find the fact that all these companies, fast food restaurants, yeah. companies do create dairy products or meat products or whatever it is, they all see the trend. This is a good sign for, I think, for the world and for humanity and for the animals that three, four years ago, for sure, when I started this journey, it was nowhere where it is now. Nowhere. 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 You'd maybe find one vegan cheese, one vegan this, one vegan that. Nowhere. Now you're going into the stores, there's six companies who are making vegan Dude. chicken nuggets, six companies who are making plant-based patties. It's insane. It's, it's insane. It's, it's growing. It's growing fast. Now, the thing that is also happening right now is where you oppose vegan companies versus non-vegans. Yeah. Uh, and what recently I saw this huge controversy about two big brands. Yeah. Uh, first one was First Impossible Foods, who was tested on like 188 rats, I think it was, okay. versus uh, Beyond Meat, which apparently, yeah. okay, and it's it was again social media, I got to uh, see the information passed by, like, it was a conversation from Beyond Meat that said that they actually buy real meat, they have a taster, that taste the real meat to make sure their products resembles the real meats. You know what mm, I'm saying? That's so weird of them to do that. I know. I know. Because the people who were owning there, working there, they, they weren't born vegan, so they, they, yeah. they would have known. Yeah. So that came out recently? Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't make the such a the headline that like the Impossible Foods did. Yeah. Will I go and buy Impossible Food myself? No. I will consume it if I'm at a barbecue, someone brought some for me, sure. or if I'm on the roads, there's an AW, whatever, yeah. I'll eat it. Yeah. Will I go out of my way to buy it from the store? No, I won't, but yeah. I do believe those 
options right now are necessary. Well, 100%. There, you know, one of my good friends, um, uh, Jessica Scott Reed, uh, good friend. She's someone I, I respect a lot. Who she's a journalist for uh, for the vegan movement. She's uh, <laughs> she's now lives in Winnipeg. I'll, I'll make sure to tag her in the thing. If one day she comes to Montreal, you would love to have her have her on your podcast. She sure. writes a lot for the animal cause. Oh, cool. And she said what she used a quote that I see her use often, which I think is very uh, revealing of what we're going through right now. She said, "What was what used to be necessary evil, a necessary evil." is just evil now. You know, when back in the day, we didn't know how, about all those plant-based options. We didn't have all those alternatives. Yeah. We didn't see what was happening exactly. inside of the slaughterhouses. And, the videos were not out there and yes, as much. And yes, in the 50s, 60s, eating meat was one of your main sources in Canada because you didn't have like necessarily all the other like variety of products you can have now coming from whatever yeah. that is. Didn't have products, didn't have the education, didn't exactly. have the information. It wasn't out there. Exactly. Yeah. And I do believe now that those options, which are plant-based, not vegan, could be seen like I don't like using the word necessarily evil, but they're not perfect. Yeah. But do they help? Will they help the movement in the long term? Yeah. I do believe they will. I believe I do so. believe they will. Yeah, I believe yeah. so as well because you look at fast food industry, you look at processed food industry. This is what students are relying upon. This is what yeah. busy families who have working mother, working father, kids in school. Not that many people are cooking stuff from scratch. You know, they are, but they always like to buy their products that they could throw in the oven, throw in the microwave. It, it was a, a big thing, you know? So the fact that we have all these plant-based alternatives there now is definitely is definitely changing the world a lot. And it needs to be seen as accessible because most people probably two, three years ago, if they did try it, they went to the grocery store, they couldn't find anything. They tried to look for restaurants, they couldn't find anything. And the restaurants might not be that good and they might've been too expensive and the portions might have been too small. And if yeah. you have a bad experience one or two times with food, sometimes you can get turned off. But but now now look at it. Now no, look, look at it. Look at Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. In the major cities, you look at New York, Los Angeles. It is a haven. It is a haven. You look in Europe. In all the major cities now, you'll see an abundance of vegan restaurants. But we have to also understand the smaller cities, the smaller towns, the Definitely. smaller provinces. What are they, are they getting? Yeah. Are they getting the accessibility? So this is why the revolution has to get really going so that it really starts to spread and it really becomes accessible because we're, we're spoiled. We're I'm spoiled, spoiled. I feel we're bad. Spoiled. People are Montreal watching my feed spoiled. from all over the world and I'm showing them the most yeah. delicious food. I'm in like, Montreal, I feel bad because not everyone gets this. In Montreal yeah. especially. And you know what? You're the perfect example of it, but you said you were raised vegetarian and then yeah. you went to meat. Yeah. So that means that meat still attracts people for certain, like for whatever that is. Yeah. If people, we're happy on beans and broccoli, yeah. then everyone would be vegan. Yeah. We have to realize now that we have to up our game when it yes. comes to what we offer yes. to, again, no matter what will make someone think or, or consider a vegan lifestyle, mm -hmm. if it's for health at first, environment, taste, or whatever that is, let's use every weapon we have in the arsenal 100%. to make sure that this movement keeps growing. 100%. This is as simple as this. I love that. And I do respect you guys, and I said, I said it, and I'll say it again, that I will want to come one day, because I haven't done these things that you guys do. So yeah. I don't, it's very easy for me to, as a restaurateur, that pretty much trying to make a living out of it. Right. But there's a lot of things that as you guys do that like there's no return on it besides like knowing that you're doing some good for the That's animals. Right. Yeah. And so I said, I'll come with you one day just for me to experience and to know what you guys go through because I had some sometimes, not I never had problems with activists, whatever, but sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, this is not the right way to do things, but who am I to judge? Yeah. I, never gone, I never gone through any of what you guys go through when yeah. it comes to confrontations with like, 
assholes yeah. when it comes to being in front of a, of a slaughterhouse and yeah. like hearing the cries or the screams or whatever. Yeah. So for me, it's easy to say like to stay in that couch and be like, I wouldn't do it this way, I wouldn't do it this way. So yeah. I don't think there's a better way to do activism. Yeah. I do believe like everyone can play a part. I don't believe that every type of activism will work on everyone. Yeah. I do believe that you can be, I know personally, if you come up to me and call me any name, yeah. dude, it's not going to go well. It's not going to work. 100%. It's not going to go well with you. You have to be very careful how you exactly. approach people. However, yeah. this young lady, or this old lady, older lady, sorry, mm -hmm. was a perfect example. The way she came up to me, she's like, I love your food. Yeah. But by the way, the yeah, fur. Take off know? the fur, yeah. That like took me literally one second. 100%. You know? 100%. So my first one employee who came up to me very nicely as well. Now this second one, I didn't even look at it this, the exact, and now I see fur on the street. I was like, how can people wear fur? How can people wear you fur, know? yeah. Fur. I, but it took me again, it took me like one nice intervention from someone That's right. to, to do it. Yeah. And it's sometimes and it all time. it takes, yeah. It yeah. takes time as activists to learn yeah. how to talk to people. And yeah. it depends how people react to you. So if you try and be nice to someone and they get mean and then you get mean back, it's understandable. But guaranteed anytime I approach somebody to talk about the fur trim they're wearing or the food that they're eating, I want to come across as the kindest, most gentle, yep. nice person because I want my message to resonate. Yep. I don't want it to be about my emotions. I'm pissed, I'm angry, I'm heartbroken, I'm sad about what happens to animals. But if I come across with that energy to someone who doesn't know about these things, I'm probably gonna turn them off. Yep. So I want to be as nice, as kind, as gentle when delivering my message and hopefully that will resonate with them and then I get the result that I want. But you're kind, but you're firm as well. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's very hard for me to, and I know it takes work, it takes practice, and to be firm and kind. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not trying to be, I mean, we're, we're obviously we're buddies, and I think it shows yeah. that we're, we're past the business aspect of things. But yeah. one of the number one things I noticed in you, and one of the reasons why I reached out to you after I started looking at your videos, and I'll be yeah. like, I wish I had met him before. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I had seen him on the street because he Thank would have you. probably turned me faster than I did within 14 years. That's crazy, yeah. And it's because this is a type of activism that works with me. Yeah. And it's, you know, I always take the example when I, with my managers and everything, and they'll say like, but how do you know when you're supposed to raise your tone or whatever? And he says, you know what? Think of yourself talking to a kid. If the kid is right next to you, would you rather whisper to him yeah. or you would shout at him or scream at him? Yeah. Now, if your kid is on the football field, a hundred yards away from him. Are you gonna to whisper to him or are you gonna like, yeah. and this is I think where people are in life too. Like yeah. trying to sense a little bit where the people stand, yeah. how open they are. Exactly. Take some fucking talent. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can have the patience or the thing to do it myself. Yeah. But yeah. Read so. the room, Read see what's room, going on. Exactly. And, and it's actually great that you brought that up because I felt the same way. Now that I'm vegan and I look back at when I wasn't, I always say I wish there was somebody like me yeah. who was just out there every day talking about it. And I would have, I believe I would have made the connection. Yeah. You know, and that's who I strive to be now. The person that I wanted yeah. to come across when I wasn't vegan so that I can help yeah. people make that connection yeah. faster and realize that when you're paying for animal suffering, when you're paying for animal products, whether you're eating them or wearing yeah. them, you are directly supporting these industries. Your dollar is the one that is driving 100%. these industries. You have to go to sleep at night knowing that if you spent $20 on a, a hamburger that had a, a dead cow in it, or you had some chicken wings, you paid for that animal to yep. die. Yep. Yep. You, you paid, yep. you, you are the reason that that animal had their throat slit. Now, yes, of course, this is going to happen for the moment, whether you pay for it or not. 
Yeah. But when you do pay for it, that's you signing off. You actively okay participate in it. You actively participate yeah. and you and you somewhat benefited off of it. Yeah. You consuming it for your nutrition when you can buy beans and lentils and nuts and seeds and grains yeah. that can remake everything even from scratch yeah. from whole food plant-based. Yeah. So it's it's so important that we just every day Keep yeah. putting the message out there. And and to touch upon, actually, we talk about the accessibility through processed products yeah. and restaurants. But yeah. you know what the real truth is now? That it took time for, I'm sure, a lot of people to learn. That even from using whole foods, like raw whole foods, soaking them and, and do, boiling them and doing whatever, you can remake any of your Dude, favorite, most comforting meals. You don't need a box product. You don't need stuff to be made for you. You can recreate everything from scratch. And I think that's where we need to really start forcing the education. I do believe, yes, I agree with this. However, where I do believe that people never really wanted to cook. And this is why you have so many now, like Uber Eats. And yes, like, fucking yes. like That's why those guys are the doing this right now because we have less and less time, you know? Yes, true. We own our fucking phones all the time. We're yeah. all like pretending to be busy or to be too busy to do things and this and that. I think it's also re reviewing, like reassessing our priorities. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it comes directly from veganism or anything else. We're just really trying to refocusing on what's important. Yeah. Did this pandemic help? To be honest with you, I, again, I'm very pessimistic when it comes to this. I do believe that once we started going out again, everyone will have forgotten about the fucking pandemic yeah. and everyone will be back on their phones. Everyone will be back to, but we can learn something from this is that we still have time. Yeah. If we really want to make the time, we still have time. Mm. Now, it takes cool, it takes education. It takes from the very beginning, as a three-year-old that can start really like, I have my nephew yeah. and he's, I'm babysitting him on Friday. Mm. My sister knows when he's at home, he eats vegan foods. Of course, you know? yeah. I am not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you to, you know, like change his diet at home. Yeah. When he was with, when he's with uh, Eric, Uncle Rico, yeah. Uncle he Rico. eats vegan foods, you know? Does he eat that. healthy food? No. Yeah. It's chips, sometimes fries, yeah. pizza, whatever, but yeah. it's vegan, yeah. you know? And the fact that like a kid like this from the start can actually already get accustomed to those textures and those things without the meat, I'm being hopeful for the, for the thing. One of my best friends, Sandra, has two vegan shows. She's fully vegan. Her entire family is vegan. She has two, uh, two twins, raised vegans. Uh, among my friends, one of my best friends from, uh, fuck, I've known Sebastian for 32 years. Wow. He lives in Toronto. Uh, I'm part of that. I I'm a gamer. Yeah. I'm a gamer. I'm not good, yeah. but I pretend I am. Okay. I play Warzone and, uh, okay. on PlayStation, yeah. and I and those guys are meat eaters. Like yeah. uh, one is from originally from the Dominicans, the other one from Haiti. Like my yeah. friends from France. Yeah, and I do a different type of activism with them on while playing Warzone. Like you know, they talk about what they cook. So I do whenever they they talk about meat or whatever, I send them uh, the cheesesteak sandwich photo. Yeah. Oh my fucking god, I want this, dude. Yeah. There's no meat in this one. Why would you go? Last time I was watching uh, a day on planet Earth or a day on uh, life on our on planet Earth, whatever, yeah. with uh, Sir Alton Borrower. Yeah. Where at one point you see the impact of um, this oil, that palm oil. Palm oil. Yeah. And I took a picture of my screen on my on my on my TV and I sent it to them. I said, yeah. "This is where you guys cause when you eat Nutella." Yeah. So I'm trying different tones with them. Exactly. You know, and see what works best. Exactly. Okay. Last time I said one like. Uh, he took a picture of his whatever, and I said, oh, I'd like to know the name of this calf before it was killed, you know? Exactly. And I'm seeing, I'm, I'm trying to see. Seeds. Exactly, seeds, yeah. exactly. You know, does it work? It does work in a way that like, 
they're raising their consciousness. Exactly. And maybe then when they come across a documentary of their own or they see some footage one day, they'll be like, oh, that's what Eric's always talking exactly. about. Now I see it. And that's why planting seeds is, to me, the foundation yep. of, of activism. Yeah. Yep. Even if you're not going to turn someone vegan, even if you don't have 10 minutes to give them the full spiel, if you have 30 seconds in 30 seconds, you could plant some seeds that can help people make that connection. And that's Guaranteed. why, every, honestly, every conversation I have with somebody, and I meet a lot of people, whether I'm walking my dog or they're walking their dog or I see someone in the street or I talk to a lot of people. Of course, as a vegan, I have an intention now is to yeah. slip in, you know, yeah. some information, but I do not ever leave a conversation now yeah. without, without planting some seeds about yeah. veganism for health, for sustainability, for the animals. It's, it's like a must for me, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think yeah. it's important. It is definitely important. Yeah. There, there's, there's so much at stake. Um, I'm 43 years old. Yeah. Uh, with my lifestyle, you look young, by the way. Vegan, yeah, vegan yeah. lifestyle gets you looking, uh, yeah, gets yeah. you looking mid 30s. You know. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I don't know how much left. Like, I would say that based on my lifestyle for the first like 25 years, I will, I shouldn't be living too long. But that's yeah. a joke, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I know but I'm, again, I'm I thinking of my nephews too, and nieces. To my liver. Yeah, nephews and nieces, yeah. and I'm like, fuck, they're three years old from That's like right. eight to three. Like, what is it going to lead them? You know? That's right. Yeah. And and they cannot make this on their own. And this is parents also have to understand that yeah. serve them a piece of meat could have an impact in the future. You know, like this is one on of the things health where and on the future if you don't think about the animals, just think about what this piece of meat will do to to them. Whereas health-wise, yeah. environment-wise, whatever that is in the future, you know? 100%. So then you get to, and once you say, okay, now you're right. But now, okay, so you got this for your kid, you got it for yourself. Now think of the, 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 the like the, the human being, like the being, sorry, not human yeah, being, the, the victims. being, that's the victims, victims, you know, yeah. like yeah. this connection now. 100%. Once, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, 100%. I do believe that everything can, in a way, kind of work together. Yeah, you know? and I, I agree because as an example of that, People see animals who are dying for food. Yeah. They don't have a connection to those animals. No. So you'll see people who have dogs and cats and other animals as, I, I say companion animals, I don't even use the word pet because pet kind of seems like just ownership and dominion. So I say companion animals and they love their companion animals. They, yeah. they love their dogs like family. They're in the Christmas cards. Yeah. They're in the, the holiday cards. They, they treat them like their children yet they don't make the connection that pigs and cows and goats and chickens and turkeys yeah. and all animals are all sentient they're all unique they yeah. all have emotions yeah. they all feel happiness they all feel joy they feel yeah. sadness they they are just like us in so many ways yeah. and i know this for a fact because i've visited so many animal sanctuaries yeah. Yeah. where i spend time with so many types of animals who were rescued from these industries or rescued in general yeah. and every single animal that i've ever met every pig every cow every one has all been unique and different yeah. and they reacted to my energy differently some wanted me to pet them some didn't some were, were full of life some just wanted to be on their own some just yeah. wanted to relax and stay in the sun some wanted to be interacting with me so every animal is unique and for anyone listening i hope that they can understand that not animals are all the same you know and they're not meant for to be uh, commodified yep you know yep. so definitely. so so we definitely. have to stop uh, breeding them into existence to murder them. This is bad. And, and most but people probably don't know the age of these animals, you know? We think how fucked up that is, like just, we just said. Like yeah. How it is that yeah. we, we, we literally give birth, like, 
Yeah, forced, forced to, the birth, yeah. to kill them three months later. Yeah, like this is like if you if you think about the entire logic behind it, yeah, it, it, it's fucked it's up. crazy. It's fucked up. Talking chickens is, is is 35 days old. 35 days is a baby. Doesn't matter what species you are. You're yeah. 35 days old. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that people and and chicken is the most consumed animal product yeah. probably in the world. Yeah. And people. You know, are, are not realizing that they're they're paying for for babies yeah. to die. You know, it's very sad. And, and you know, one thing I like to do is that because you talk about sanctuaries, yeah. Uh, one thing I'll probably do as well is that because I know I heard a lot two of two of them safe and R R R refuge R. But I will bring one day my, my little nephew at three years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he has already at this age, he already can process like what is alive, what is you know, he has he has a cat at home, you know. Yeah. And I do also believe that one a type of activism that should be done is really show and create a connection right from like from a very early age with those animals you know yeah. because if you do this Teach and if you compassion. tell if you tell, uh, I can tell you that I'm not proud of it but the other day I asked him I was like what did you eat you know and he said oh j'ai uh, maman m'a fait du poulet whatever and there's a there's a show he watches with this like chicken that has a name yeah. I said oh she cooked you yeah. And it's like, no, 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 that wasn't him. Yeah, it wasn't him. But just to show you that even at three years old, they can make this connection. Of course. You know? And probably even better and easier than we can do as adults because we don't have this like years and years of like brainwashing. We've been you know? conditioned to exactly. believe that, that animals yeah. don't have feelings and that yeah. they're not important. And, and that's what's crazy also because as children, you're naturally compassionate towards compassionate. animals. You see yeah. animals, you want to pet them, you want to yeah. kill them. They're so interesting to you. And then somewhere along your journey of life yeah. and you grow from a child into a teenager yeah. and you see the, the conditioning that happens that you forget about that. Yeah. But you know what, even at 35 years old, you can watch Finding Nemo and you're gonna be sad That's thinking true. about That's the true. fish, thinking that they have characters That's and, true. and people will be sad about all these movies and cartoons where it has animals in them and people will cry during them and then yeah. right after have no idea that they're going home yeah. to put an animal on their plate and that that animal had the same emotions, you know? So yeah. we yeah. have to uh, just keep making that connection for people. No, it's, uh, it, I know it's frustrating. I know it takes time. Yeah. Uh, but as I said, like, I, I do believe it's important that I, so obviously I'm, I'm, a, I'm a restaurateur, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's whenever now a new vegan business opens, Yeah. I'm, Super excited. Excited, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, fuck another company. It's, it's going to take, take away from you. Know? So it's, but, that's but, the natural selfish thing I mean, exactly. you were talking about exactly. before. No, but I'm sure you're very happy. I'm, I'm very yeah. happy. Like, yeah. there's uh, the burger place we're just talking about. I can't yeah. wait to go there. The new burger place in yeah, Montreal. Yeah. Looks, I can't looks wait really to go good. there because yeah. we'll go together. We'll fuck. go together. Yeah. That's good. We all support each other, I think, as a community. I want to actually, that's what I try and do is connect more yeah. owners and entrepreneurs together, we can all grow together. There's so much power when we all come together. Yeah, you yeah, know, There's definitely. nothing needs to be competitive. No. Because we have so much work to do. I couldn't agree with you. For every hundred yeah, regular so restaurants. so much room for everyone. Exactly, yes, for yeah. every hundred non-vegan restaurants, there's only one vegan exactly. restaurant. So we need to keep growing. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, and through having your restaurant, you're gonna create more plant-based people and then all the restaurants are gonna yeah. thrive, all the industries are gonna thrive. And I go to a competition very often. Yeah. Like I, 
I'm gonna fuck. I'm free advertising for you, Green Panther. I love Green Panther. Yeah, I love you know? That was one of the I, first vegan restaurants yeah, that I was I, going I go, to. I eat. I order from them like less recently because my uh, money situation is not the greatest. Yeah. But <laughs> I do uh, spend a lot of money at Green Panther. Yeah, they make Ovi, delicious falafels, uh, by the way. What? Their falafels are yeah, really impeccable. Yeah. I think that um, I don't know the owner, Pascal. My business partner knows him better, Haim. But I know yeah. that like, I think his recipe is uh, is secret. I think he keeps it. I think he makes it himself. Still. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you would have to. Their falafels are green on the inside, which I love the green falafels. Insane, Whenever you eat insane. a falafel that's green, and falafel yoni has it, yeah. and okay. pantervelt has it, yeah. and you bust open a falafel and you see that green inside, yeah. there's something special about them. I don't yeah, know. Stop talking about competition. <laughs> <laughs> we love it though, we love it. And, yeah. and funny enough, I actually really enjoy this episode a lot with you because yeah. we, we meet a lot and we do yeah. business together and yeah. we do advertisements yeah. for your company and stuff. And um, this is the first time that we've really had a, like a discussion yeah. outside of business. Yeah. For the most part, a long one, and and uh, you really had me fired up today to talk about. Because I'm very passionate about animal rights and yeah. about human rights and about veganism and, and yeah. everything, you know. So I really, really enjoy this episode. But unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to get into Lola Rosa, your restaurant, that much. And I wanted to take this time yep. to give you this platform as well. You guys do stuff a little bit different than the average vegan restaurant. I've noticed. Just I'll give my take on it. Yeah. So the average vegan restaurant, they're gonna have their niche. They're gonna have their burgers, they're gonna have yeah. their sandwiches, they're gonna have their, their pizzas, they're gonna have like the favorites that yep. they offer to people. But Lola Rosa, I've noticed, and you guys do a weekly theme yeah. where you yeah. showcase food from a different culture yes. every week almost. Yeah. And even what you're showcasing within that culture is not the normal foods that you yeah. normally see. So talk to us a little bit about how so, you're trying to change the, yeah, the game with that. So when the pandemic hit, obviously, uh, I hate this word, but like everyone uses it, we had to reinvent ourselves. Yeah. We didn't reinvent shit, we just like adapted. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer this sure. term. Um, and the restaurants were closed, we said we still have to keep serving our food to our customers yeah. one way or another. Um, we came up as a team, and this is where I cannot be like happier to have like not only my business partners, but the staff that I have. Yeah, I, 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 I it's gonna sound cheesy, but like without them right now, yeah. dude, I would be in a fucking hole. Like yeah, a yeah. lot of them supported us, yes, just by their presence, just by being there. Yeah, and so Laurels has always been about uh, showcasing some showing that you can have a vegan version of any dish around the world. Yeah. So instead of focusing on French cuisine, which is our uh, our roots, yeah. because three of us are French from France, oh, cool. uh, we try and showcase different cultures. Okay. Yeah. In order to be authentic and to respect the culture, we also try to find someone from that culture that will guide us or give us like at least inspiration, or great recipes from their own like you know that. like background. I love that. So um, Apple, I broke my balls like a few weeks ago talking to me about Jiro. <laughs> so we have yeah. a Greek team box next week that you guys will uh, will get. Greek box for our producer. Yeah, producer so through media. Uh, <laughs> so we have a box. So I actually called my best friend uh, Eddie Paspialaris. Paspialaris. Thing is, uh, yeah, Greek, yeah, a little bit <laughs> Very Greek, Greek too. And he said, I said, I need you to give me your best, like, you know, the thing that you, when you go back to Greece that you love eating yeah. that could I, that could veganize or would yeah. it be already vegan. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring a different experience every week through a different box, yeah. okay? Through our online uh, grocery store called Lorza Markets. Yeah. 
And uh, last week was uh, this week was the uh, Saint this week is going to be St. Patrick's. Yeah. So we actually have a former dishwasher that's uh, Irish okay. that gave us two of her uh, family recipes. Okay. Uh, the week before was a Japanese box. I had the so Japanese box. Yeah. So Yuji actually, whose uh, uh, whose mom or dad is Japanese, uh, went up to, like uses his own culture, like cooked us the the Japanese food. Yeah. So we're trying to really showcase that to show that. Vegan food is not only burgers or bowls or whatever. Vegan food is everything, and I hate calling vegan food. What is only call it? Food. It has to be kind of basic it's just food. food. It's food. Yeah. It's food with no, uh, no animal products. It's real food from the, it's real from food. the, from exactly. the sun, from the exactly. ground, from the trees. And uh, so this is our take on it right now. The menu okay. also is going to change for Rosa because of the pandemic. It's, we're going to try to give each location its own identity. So from now on, Milton will still be the place where Apple will have his cheesesteak. Loves it. <laughs> uh, and more like like takeout food like this, like you know, food you yeah, want to yeah, eat with yeah. your hands. Cafe like, style sandwiches, exactly. burgers, yeah. Park is gonna be a wine bar with like shareable plates. Cool. Uh Plaza is the brasserie. So yeah, we cool. wanna to try to go like with cassoulet, with like uh, bouche à la reine, with like anything that is that you find in a French French brasserie. Yeah. Brasserie we'll, means like bar, right? Brasserie, no. Brasserie is a big restaurant, high volume, f fast pace, like. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's gotcha. it's a very it's brasserie parisienne, like it's okay. very it's very like French okay. are full of shit when it comes to their like names for <laughs> restaurants, and everything. We have like a name for every type of like food. Uh, yeah, this. yeah. And then William is a counter to go. I love that. So yeah. for the listeners and viewers who don't know, you guys have four locations. Four locations. Four yes. locations. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. The last one being Place des Arts. All around yeah. downtown. And downtown, Mall Montreal, uh, Park Mylands, yeah. and Plateau Myland and uh, McGill Ghetto. Love that. So tons of options for Uber Eats and all the other delivery services. Yeah. You yeah. have the online where you have your weekly boxes. Yeah. And of course, you could just stop in somewhere and pick up some delicious food, like I did today yeah. for lunch. Exactly. And I had an absolute feast. And I had an absolute pleasure of having you today it was my on pleasure. the show for all our viewers and listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in. This was episode episode nine of the Veganist Fuck podcast. Big shout out to our sponsors, Rice Kombucha and Vegan Nation. And of course, our production company, Third Eye Media. Until next time, peace. Whew. Fuck, that was wild, bro. That was, that was a, good.